0: Welcome guys, welcome to the Lighthouse. Nice to see everybody back. We have a great class today. How to deal with being overwhelmed and emotional crises. We're going to take Lesson 10 in the Kutem and Lesson 5 in the Kutem Maharan. great, great concept right before Passover as we are trying to go into freedom and escape slavery. One thing is we're either we're serving our, our Hashem or we're serving our emotions. That's one of the things that it's, it's an option. Either we serve our Creator or serve our emotions. And today I want to give you guys strategy on how to shorten, how to really shorten an emotional breakdown. We're all going to have them, it's going to happen. As our sages say, we always have to go from a descent to an ascend. It's a a common thing to go from a breakdown to a breakthrough. It's a common thing. But how do we shorten it so we don't live there? Very, very important concept. Because at the end of the day, every single fall is supposed to be for the sake of the rise. This is really written all over Hasidut, across the board. This is a Hasidut concept, that every single fall is really for the sake of the rise. So if we understand that concept, then we want to put the energy on the solution. Just coming back, I was just supposed to go to Uman, I ended up in Turkey, and wanted to go to Uman, but not every time, took the wrong passport, next thing you know I'm hanging out in Turkey, and made the best of it. So you could see, even I can have all the plans in the world, I took the wrong passport, it was in my face, don't ask, next thing you know I'm in Turkey. So. We plan and God laughs, and at the end of the day, the weekend in Turkey was probably one of the best spiritual experiences I had. I didn't even go to Uman, so it just goes to show you how much we don't know anything. And once you start realizing the process, and you start getting in love with the process, you don't, you don't, you don't chase prizes. And when we stop chasing prizes, we start living in the moment. We're okay, Moshe? Good? Okay, wonderful. So I'm going to give you guys amazing, amazing stuff today. How to really take a problem... Shh, excuse me, I'm sorry. How to take a problem and break down the problem instead of breaking down your own head. See the difference? I could take a problem and I could break it down. Or I could break down my head. Two things we could do. The whole concept of this, of this consciousness to be in, in Passover is to get into a... a Rav Nachman says in Lesson 5, to be in a state of matzah. There's a difference between chametz and matzah. It's a very big difference. Matzah refers to a concept of being flat. Matzah represents humility. The, the word ma, ma represents God's name of humility. Where chametz is the opposite. What does chametz do? Chametz rises. So, just like practicality, when I look at something worse than it is, that's the chametz. It's usually not the issue itself, it's usually the imagination. And the fear behind it, and the energy we're giving it, that makes things worse than they are. So if we're looking at, at the, the concept of leaving Egypt, the Jews left Egypt with matzah. they left with... the matzah's flat. There's no imagination. Chametz rises. And this is why the, this holiday, we're, we're, we're cleaning it out. You know, the same cleaning out you're doing in the kitchen, you have to do the same cleaning out in your head. Don't just don't clean out the chametz in your in, in the in the pantry without cleaning the chametz in your head. It's a it's a mindfulness that I'm looking for all the the programs. I'm looking for all the the areas in my life that that this area these programs are rising. I'm going to give you a perfect analogy today. How it's not what happens; it's the state you're in, the consciousness that you're in, that determines things. And this is what people are, are really get stuck in. They really want They want things to be easier in life. And right away, when you want things to be easier in life, without growth, you're asking for the wrong thing. And this is the number one thing I keep on telling people. And I'm going to give you a prime example how there's usually 12 to 13 emotions, and based on the emotions with the same exact incident, you're going to see you have 13 different reactions, yet it's the same thing that happened, but you have 13 different reactions based on the emotional state you're in. What keeps us in an emotional state, we're also going to address. What keeps us there? Why are we hanging on to things that don't work? If you, every time you, you, you buy a tire and it's flat in five minutes, why do you keep on buying a new one? Why do we keep on buying things that don't work? doesn't make any sense. You know it doesn't work, but why do we keep on buying it? That's another question we have to ask. These are questions we have to ask. We have to ask better questions in life. And the questions are, what, what can we change in this situation? Because in life, we've said this many times, and unfortunately this is the most frustrating thing in the world, is we get the same lessons in life until we pass them. And I, I, and I see this all the time. And this is something that we really have to understand. We're going to get the same lessons in life until we pass them. In order, why? Because ultimately God wants the greatest growth and the greatest opportunity in, 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 our, in our lives. And the real pain today is, not being the, is, is really not being your best version. Not being the best version of you. That's really what the call here in life is. Not to, to, be, to, to choose comfort over growth. That is really, really the mindset. And this is why, no matter what happens in our lives, if you choose comfort over growth, your higher self is going to always push you out of that. So you could decide to do it yourself, or it's going to happen to you. And this is what we need to understand. Rab Nachman says in Lesson 10, a very, very simple, simple lesson, yet it's very practical and very deep. And he says the sole reason that people are distant from their Creator and they don't draw closer to Him is because they don't have a settled mind. That's the beginning of everything. The beginning of everything is to settle your mind, to come up with a strategy on how to deal with chaos, how to deal with breakdowns, how to deal with things. Very, very important. He doesn't say you're not closer to God because you're not religious enough. He's saying because you don't have a settled mind. Settled mind being close to your Creator. It's not the outfit, it's the state you're in. Very important. person could be... He could be wearing a hat, a beard, and his mind could be in somewhere completely else. That does not mean closer to your Creator. That's why in Breslau there's no, there's, no unif- there's no dress code, you understand? Because it's, it's all inner work, it's not outer work. When you fix the outer work without the inner work, obviously nothing works. So Malcolm says the reason why we're not closer to God is because we don't have a settled mind. And if we don't have a settled mind, obviously, then how can we get closer to Creator? We don't know who, who we are. So this is the work today that we really have to work on settling our mind and viewing things as is, not worse than it is. This is why the, 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 the importance of this lesson is so important. And, th- and then Rav Nachman tells us, and he spoke many, he spoke, he gave us maybe 20 Torahs, and talk, he talked many times about sadness and the problem with sadness and how sadness can make us lose our direction to lose our focus, obviously, spirituality and physically. Right now, we know that when a person has a tremendous amounts of stress. It shortens his synapses in his brain and in his neurons. We already know the, 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 the science behind it. But but Rabnachlan saying here is the danger here is, is to start stop being in survival mode. If you're in survival mode, there's no way you're going to catch up and end up creating. And this is what we're here to do. So this is what Rabnachlan says here. And he says one of the greatest ways to escape through freedom... Is to is through joy. Joy leads you through freedom. Joy is one of the best ways to get you out of the situation. Joy. He didn't say logic. He said joy. Being able to enhance an emotion ahead of the, uh, ahead of the, uh, of the current circumstances. When I was sleeping in the airport in Ukraine, I could. Think about two things. I could think about, oh my God, I'm going to get stuck in Turkey for three days on an airport. Or I can think about being on a resort in the ocean in Turkey. And thank God that those are the options we have. Straight into the resort in Turkey, and that's where I ended up. But this is where, you know, this is where you're, you're uh, you know, we get it sum in life. We get it, we get a challenge in life where you can choose right or left. And that's always going to happen. So, our job is to focus on what you want to happen instead of what you don't want to happen. This is really, really the key to, to understand this. And, once you, and the only way to do that, Rav Nachmanis, is to, to enhance the emotion ahead, which is to enhance joy, as the Pasuk says very clearly, through joy you will go out. Sounds so simple. Doesn't mean understand it. It means find a way to jump there. You know, faith is not something you have to understand. Faith is something you have to go, you have to, go to a place. If you tell a person, you don't know, have faith, don't have faith, he's gonna say, well, it's hard to have faith, I tried it before, we're not asking you to think about it, we're telling you to go. When I tell you to go somewhere, go. Don't, don't understand. nobody's telling you to think about it, go there. L- leave your mind, leave your sechel and just go to, go to Emunah. This is a very important concept also, because the logical mind is very, very, will always trap you there, will always think of the worst case scenario, because our minds always are focused on one thing, survival. And because it's based on survival, we're always thinking, okay, what's the worst that can happen? And then we start imagining the worst that can happen, and then we just replay that message all the time. So this is a very important concept between survival. Because your brain works on survival, we want to make sure that we don't get into that Teva mentality of logic and go into joy. Okay? This is what he says here in lesson 10. And he says, the way to achieve, one of the best ways to achieve joy is building through azamra, which azamra refers to a concept of singing with what you have, building momentum with what you have and Rav Nachman says when you start f- focusing on what you have you're going to like like everything else in life whatever you focus on you'll end up seeing and the more you focus on something positive you're going to see more positive it also works the other way also so it's a it's a job to focus on where you want to focus and Rav Nachman says this is why azamra means I will sing And I will sing with one thing, and next thing you know tomorrow, I'm going to end up singing with two things. And then I'm going to sing with three things. But if I don't sing, I'm going to complain. And if we have one thing to complain about, obviously we're going to find more things to complain about. So this is how he tells us practically on how to get out of any situation, is to get joy, is to focus on momentum, and focus on the good inner point in you. Okay? Let's talk about, practically, how important Anytime we're dealing with being overwhelmed or an emotional crisis, I just want to explain to you the importance of... This is not, again, like we said before, it's not a one-day class. This is something you have to build. Consciousness is something you have to build. We have to understand that every, every situation in our lives, it's the, only the meaning we're giving to it. And he gives a, this the, the, beautiful, beautiful concept by David Hawkins and Letting Go. And I think this, this example is going to tell you everything. Let, pretend all of a sudden... You're in, a car, you're, you're in a parking lot, and all of a sudden, you get out of your car, and you back into somebody. Okay? you back into somebody. simple. Nothing happened. Got out of the car. You didn't see the parked car. You backed into somebody. Based on how your emotions are, how, you're, how you're, you live your consciousness, if, you're, if you have guilt, if you have shame, what are you going to say? How embarrassing is this? I'm such a lousy driver. I can't even park a car. That's what you're going to say. If your consciousness is shame, next thing you know, you're going to say I'm miserable, I can't even park a car right, right away you're going to blame yourself, you're going to say this is just, you're going to constantly see how miserable you are. That's, a, that's the shame. Above shame is guilt. If you're guilty, if you have a consciousness of guilt, what are you going to say? I had it coming, I'm getting punished for something else I did. I'm getting punished. How many times do you say? That? God's punishing me. How many people say that? God's punishing me. How do you know it's God's punishment? Everything's a everything's a punishment? But because you live in guilt, every little thing, it's a punishment from God. Maybe you think God's like a a, a person on a cloud with a stick ready to get you. That's because this is the way you, you this is the way you think. If you have apathy, apathy means I don't really care. <laughs> Who cares anyway? What's what are we gonna say? What's the use anyway? Things like this always happen to me. I probably won't even collect on the insurance. There's no use even to talking to the guy. He'll just sue me. Goodbye. <laughs> Many people do that in a parking lot. They just take off. Hit and run. What's the difference? If I get arrested, I don't get arrested. If you have grief, if your main emotion is grief, what are you going to say? Now my car is ruined. I'm going to lose my job. I'll never be the same again. I probably won't. I'm going to lose tons of money on this one. Again, all you did was hit a parked car. That's it. If you have fear, what's your, what are you going to say in that accident? You're going to say, this guy probably is furious. He's going to get out of his car and hit me. I want to hit him back. He's going to sue me. I'm going to sue him. Who's going to repair the car? The insurance is going to be canceled. Blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, you're inventing a huge scenario that you're going to get into a boxing fight with the guy, and all you did was hit a parked car. That's a fear. When you fear, everything's a threat in your life. No matter what happens in your life, automatic threat. If your emotion is main emotion is desire, what are you going to say? I can make tons of money on this guy. What are you going to do? You're going to put the brace on, you're going to walk around like this, very Miami style, obviously. <laughs> My brother-in-law's a lawyer, we're going to sue him. Thank God. Because your desire is, I'm going to make quick money. All of a sudden... <laughs> Believe me, I've gotten in a few car accidents. Somehow, all of a sudden, they were perfect. Next thing you know, they have major herniated disc and all kinds of things. But their mindset is, how can I make easy money? They want, they're in a desire. If your main emotion is anger, what are you going to say? This idiot, I'm going to teach him a lesson. I'm going to get out of the car, I'm going to punch him in the nose. If you have pride, what are you going to say? Look where you're going. The world is full of these idiots, etc. If you have courage, what are you going to say? Okay, we both have insurance, life will move on. If you're in a higher neutrally in willingness, you're going to say, things happen in life, it's no big deal. If you're in a state of acceptance, you're going to say, toba, everything's for the best, we'll just fix it, etc. And if you're in a state of love, I hope the guy's not upset, maybe he's not hurt, let me see if I can help him, etc. So you can clearly see, as you get into a higher consciousness, things happen. And they take on a whole different angle in your life. These are about 13 emotions, 14 emotions. And this is based on the consciousness you live. And how you interpret that accident is based on how you are, the consciousness that you're in at at any single time. So let's talk about practically, because if we're getting, imagine going through a, a challenge with your emotion, with your main dominant a consciousness being, being shame or grief. There's no way you're going to accomplish There's no way you're even going to have a headache because you're automatically saying, this is going to turn out for the worse, etc., etc. It's a very, very important concept that if we don't have the right consciousness, automatically everything's a threat. I'm overwhelmed right away. And you're like, it's just, a, it's, you didn't, you're like, you're, you're too emotional looking at it. Well, now what, let, let's talk about practically. What makes us get stuck in these emotions? Very simple. Past experiences, number one reason we get stuck in these reasons is because we don't let go. We don't let go. We want to live in these emotions, maybe because it's comfortable, maybe because I don't, I, want, I, want, I don't want to try anything new, maybe because we don't think we're, we're worthy of something else. But these emotions are emotions that we live there and we can choose to live there if we do not let go. And you have to understand something in life. You have to close doors in order for new ones to open. So the, the most important thing is we keep on talking about is surrendering, letting go. Because why? Because then, what, do, what are you going to do? You're, you're going to always have this issue. The issue's never going to be fixed. It's always going to be, look what somebody did to me. Look what somebody insulted me. I got ghosted by this person. I got insulted. It's always the same. Why do we keep on attracting the same thing over and over? You understand? Why does it keep on happening over and over again? It's because this is the emotion you're living in and it's just whether it's a car accident, whether it's a... Whatever it is, you get a ticket on a boat, Ooh, what's the difference what it is? Somebody gives you the, throws a matzah at you at Passover, what's the difference? It's how you view it is how you see it. And this has nothing to do with your Creator's fault. This has nothing to do with your Creator. There's nothing to blame God, does not blame other people. It's just this is the, what, where we're living in. And remember... The most important thing in life is you have to have awareness because you can't change something you're not aware of, and this is why God does this constant, constant thing where He constantly shows us what we're attracting in life. And it's funny because I, I noticed it, I noticed it. I was in a really bad mood, obviously in the beginning because waiting in the aer- Ukrainian airport for four hours. Obviously, the best guy, the, the, even the best, even me, I, I got the hold. I started snapping and everything became more delays and more delays. So I said, you know what, look, this is what I'm attracting, nothing but headaches. So I said, you know what, I'm going to be the nicest guy in the world. As Soon as I changed my mind, got to the, the hotel, everything, let me take care of you of kosher food. Let me everything changed once I changed. Once I put a different vibration out, everything changed, all of a sudden, people wanted to do me favors. But when I was in the wrong mood, mindset, angry, nobody wanted to do me favors, you're going to wait longer. So it teaches us, the world is teaching us always that we're always attracting what we're, how we are currently. And this is why you shouldn't be upset at it, you should just observe it and say, okay, I see what I'm attracting, I see what I'm getting, I don't want to attract this anymore, let me change my state. There's a reason why, because we're always putting an energy out there. Now this is not just a secular concept, the Baal Shem Tov says this, Rab Nachman says this, all the sages are saying the same thing, you are, what the state you're in is the projection you're living on, you're giving. It's not, it's not just a secular concept. Secular wisdom obviously talks heavy-duty about this concept, but Hasidic teaching is, is basically telling you God, God is your shadow. <laughs> God is your shadow. It's the shadow that you're putting out in the world at any moment. So when we lack awareness, we don't recognize the reason why we're tracking the wrong things is why we're doing that. It's so important, it's so important, and I, and I, and I thought this example was great, because otherwise we have no leverage really to work on that. So one of the ways to really elevate these emotions and getting those emotions, obviously, you have to let go. It's, it's, it's the holding on to things that, that, are, that are keeping you there. If you're an angry person, you're, you're upset by, something, by, by an expectation that somebody did to you, and you keep on holding it, holding it, holding it, holding it, so you view everything as that. You understand? Don't expect nothing else to change unless you have a different consciousness, etc., and this is why we we, we we if you don't get this concept, you can live in this in that emotion. And the worst thing, imagine imagine the worst thing is literally, you know, complaining about what you're attracting. That's even worse, because okay, this is where I'm living, and now I'm complaining about what I'm attracting. I mean, you can just imagine how on a on a, on a high level higher level of consciousness. Hello, what would you expect? You put oranges, you're not going to get apples, you're going to get oranges. So that's, it's an amazing concept that we could see that, and that God gives us a gift. This is why Rav Nachman says something so beautiful. He says, God's, it's God's mercy that he purposely gives you midah kenege, midah. He punishes a person, or he, he rebukes a person, or he shows a person measure for measure why would he do that measure for measure so it's so obvious to yourself that you can this is exactly what you need to fix you understand measure for measure you ghost your creator somebody's going to ghost you you ghost this person somebody's going to ghost you it's just it's going to come back to you it's such a it's such a beautiful concept this way i'm at least aware of what needs to be changed and it's also the most important thing is is it's a liberating thing that i don't have to live in these states I can wake up like a different person. I can decide to surrender. I can decide to forgive people. You understand? It's such a beautiful thing because you're always in control of everything. You're in control of changing your destiny, changing your tomorrow. We're not stuck there. And this is what the most liberating thing that unfortunately people that go through many challenges, they believe one of the things they believe, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. This is where I am, etc. And And I want to tell you the big difference today on how to really to get out of these states and how, to, and how to change these states. Another great concept from this book called the psychology of a Sum. A Tzimtzum in Kabbalah rep, rep, represents a Tzimtzum represents in Kabbalah a contraction of light. God had to create a Sum in order for man to have free choice. So a Sum is a concept that has to happen to all of us. I ha- t- Tuesday night has to come to an end for Wednesday to be created. Can't live in Tuesday and we we'll have Wednesday come together. You have Tuesday has to come to an end. The day has to go. The afternoon, the, the, the sun has to come down down, and then all of a sudden Wednesday's created. There's nothing you can do. Things have to close in order for new ones to open. Same thing in our lives also. So Reb Nachman refers that it seems soom is something where we see a lack of light, and one of the th- one of the primary emotions. And when people are going through an obstacle and going through trauma, they feel completely abandoned by their Creator. They feel like they're abandoned just, uh, their Creator just checked out and they completely were abandoned. And this is where the, you have to change the word abandonment to concealment. It's very important, because if I feel like I was abandoned, I'm going to automatically turn to two things, panic or despair. But if I feel like I got concealed, I could say this is a test this is a place of growth, because remember, I need that concealment, I need that test in order to, to, to actually prove to my creator that I have faith, that I'm willing to, to 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 be able to enhance a higher emotion or that I can have trust or something else in that in that emotion. But if we think that every single time something happens that we're getting we're getting we're getting abandoned, then of course what do you then you're living in shame and guilt and you're like I don't deserve it anyway. Why would I even put an effort? And this is why you see. The people are under the, 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 the most horrific challenges, they won't even open up their mouth to prayer, they won't even try, because their belief is nothing I could do is gonna make a difference, I've been abandoned. You understand? And it doesn't make sense. You figure, you're down 70 to 0. Don't you think you should try? Try and get back in the game, but they don't have the strength to do it because of the belief is whatever I'm gonna do is not gonna make a difference. And that's only coming from that consciousness, it's not coming from reality. It's coming from the consciousness that we're living in the moment at the time. Like the guy living in guilt and shame. He's not going to get out of his car and say, hey, How are you doing? How's, are you do okay? Is anything happened to your car? Can we work things out? No, he's going to say, My car is ruined. Insurance is going to forget. I'm done. I'm done. So, this is a big problem. <laughs> and this is why I say, just say, when you have that, you have everything. When you don't have that, you have nothing. And This is the number one thing I get to people to teach people, these to classes. You have to change your ability with your creator. So the psychology of a team is very different, because the Bolshem of is telling us very clearly that we do believe in a state of, of, of a darkness. Darkness exists. We bo- do believe in a, in a person being overwhelmed and a person being in a complete concealment. Believe me, sleeping in a Ukrainian airport, I wasn't the happiest camper in the world but I first had to accept where I was in order to get where I want to go. You understand? doesn't mean, oh, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, here you go. No passport. You're stuck in the airport in Ukraine. Go sleep here. Yeah, that's a descent. <laughs> but if I wasn't for that descent, I would never have the Shabbat I had in, in, in Turkey. That was probably one of the best Shabbats in my life. Why I had to go through that, who knows? But I, always, I knew this concept that anytime there's darkness, there's got to be a light. And we could take this analogy... So everything else in our life is the same exact thing, and this is why Hasidim, they believe in the concept of an, a, an evening. They don't, and it's a state. It's not a permanent location. It's not a permanent place where you live there. And Reb Nachman, through his constant, Reb Nachman used to get very, very, very upset. He used to get not upset, but he used to get very, very sad at times. And the way he got himself out of that state constantly was with constant, constant laughter. He would constantly make jokes. Even on his way f- to Turkey, from, to Eretz Yisrael, he would he'd tell the guy uh, I'm a Cohen, I'm a Yisrael. He would say I'm this. He would just make, completely tell the guy, my name is this. My name is Tamari He told him his name is something else. He would just play games with the guy. Because he knew that there's no way in, in life to... that sometimes we just have to take the edge off life. We have to take the edge off the situation. Which we're going to get into the detail. So remember, this, this concept about being overwhelmed, about being in a low, you shouldn't view it worse than it is. And this is where, when you look at something, you have to view it as is, not worse than it is. When we view it worse than it is, this is exactly what happened with the Jews, with Moshe Rabbeinu, who was supposed to come down, the sixth hour, they miscalculated the hour, all of a sudden they went into panic mode, and they started serving a golden, golden idol. I don't know if you guys remember, a year ago, the virus came out, everybody's in shop looking for toilet paper, you understand? Obviously nobody needed toilet paper, but somehow toilet paper was sold out. Why people need a toilet paper? Because the first thing they do is they think of the worst case scenario. I'm not going to be able to use the bathroom. But this is where the consciousness people are. You, it was just a havoc, nobody, no more toilet paper. Oh my god, you got toilet paper. What do you, is it a hurricane or it's a virus? But this is where people's minds, virus came, right away panic, go buy toilet paper. It just goes to show you where people are, they expect the worst-case scenario, and they in their head, their head's on toilet paper, and unfortunately, people make it worse than it is. So it's very, very important: view something as is, and worse, not worse than it is. But don't expect to not have chaotic situations unless you start changing a different your consciousness. It's gonna, you're going to always attract those same situations, etc. So let's get to the bottom line of how, to, how do we get to the state. Number one, there are several techniques getting through an emotional disaster. Okay? And the, the, again, the job here is to get, to get this, to be in the state quicker. The whole point is to get in the state. You're going to be in the state. But how do we not live in the state? How do we get out of the state quicker? That's the whole point. Nobody's telling you you're going to avoid it. It's telling you, once, I, once I'm in it, I want to get you out of it quickly. And this is something where we need to understand. Our sages, like our sages, chametz is full of air. Matzah has to be burnt. Chametz has to be burnt. It's not; doesn't have to be thrown. It's burnt. So there's certain things. Why? Because I'm taking the energy, I'm taking the, the, the chaos, and I'm taking the imagination out of it. Another very, very important concept that we need to understand, which we're going to get to, is when you handle a crisis from an emotional aspect better to handle from the emotional aspect than the intellectual aspect i'm going to explain to you what that means very important concept that means anytime i'm feeling an emotion anytime i'm going through something i have to work on the feeling behind it because if i just work on intellectually i lose a job all of a sudden god forbid you lose a job what you're really feeling is fear but if you're just looking at it as an intellectual concept what are you going to say how am I gonna pay my mortgage? I'm never gonna get, get a job. What's my wife gonna say? All of a sudden, this person loses his job intellectually. He's got 15 headaches, right? 15 different thoughts ahead of him. And how in the world is he going to go, now catch, 15 different thoughts? How is he gonna do that? It's like putting 15 rabbits here and go chase them all. Go, go take 15 rabbits and go, go try chasing 15 rabbits and see, of course you're gonna be overwhelmed and shut down and escape, do you understand? Because you're dealing with this as an intellectual concept. How we should really deal with this is what are you really feeling? I'm feeling fear. You understand? I'm not interested in the thinking. I'm interested in the emotion behind it that's producing those thoughts. Because if I have bitachon in Hashem, what am I going to say? I lost my job? Come to the taba, get another one. <laughs> those thoughts are gone. But you, thinking you're going to handle something on an, on an intellectual status, when that core emotion is there, it's impossible. Imagine being with a business partner that you think you're cheating on. Try to prevent every single time he picks up his phone. Who are you calling? Who's who are you speaking to? Who's on the phone? Where'd you go? Three or four. Every next thing you know, you become an FBI agent. Every time he picks up the phone, who's you calling? Let me see your phone. Let me check your phone. You understand? You're insecure. What's the emotion? Insecurity. So obviously when you're insecure, you're thinking he's cheating on you, you're thinking he's, he's got some other life planned at you. How in the world can you capture seven, eight thoughts? Is that possible? You understand? Because you're not dealing with the emotion, which is insecurity. If you dealt with the emotion of insecurity and you dealt with that issue, then you would, you would, you would, you would little by little surrender that emotion, get to, the top, get to the bottom of that emotion, and then the thinking is completely different. Thinking, trying to, this is why people are, they're, they're so focused on think the thoughts instead of the emotions. And this is why they're not succeeding in it. Because the root, the root is, the, the problem is in the wrong place. The root problem is in the wrong place. You can't catch, as soon as, depending on my, again, that person who lives in shame, next thing you know, what, what is he thinking as soon as he gets his car? As soon as he gets into a car accident, what is he thinking? I'm not going to have money for insurance. I'm never going to get my car again. I'm going to lose my job. Now, how are you going to deal with those four different thoughts at the same time? All he did was hit you. That's all he did. Now, next, next, now, now you have four problems. You have, you, have no, you have no transportation. You have shame. You don't even know what you're going to do when you say to your wife and you come back. You have low self-esteem. You, you think you, you, it's your fault. You understand? It, this is how people get overwhelmed. Because they're, not dealing, they're dealing with the, only the intellectual the thoughts. And they're not dealing and they keep on saying, why am I getting why am I getting negative thoughts? Why am I getting negative thoughts? Because the emotion is producing those thoughts. You understand? A happy person thinks completely different than a person who's not in that good state. A person who trusts in God thinks completely different. A virus comes, a prime example. Some people are wearing a mask, three masks, and, and gloves and this. Some people walk around like nothing happened. Because they view this virus completely different. I'm not talking about whether it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you, not everybody's dealing with this the same state. Florida, open the store, everybody's good, go to work, do what you have to do. Other states close down, close the airport, close everything. Done, you're done. The same virus, but one state is, 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 has trust, and the other one lives on fear. And you could see the difference. Not everybody's dealing with this virus the same thing. Every state is differently, because every state has a different belief about how they should deal with the virus. Do you understand? So, the thoughts are going to be in a state that everything's a threat, you're going to say, oh my God, the hospitals are going to be full, this is going to be full, stay this, stay home, stay home. It's all all threat. Another state says, this is a challenge, we'll get through it. Let's be careful, but let's go to work and let's trust. Same virus, two different states, two different results, etc. Bottom line. Why? Each state has a different consciousness level and they deal with things differently. So number one, you have to look at the situation. Understand the feeling behind it. Don't understand the thoughts. The thoughts mean nothing. They're just electrical impulse. What is the feeling? Because what needs to be surrendered is not the thought. What needs to be surrendered is the feeling. Is the emotion of shame, is the emotion of guilt, is the emotion of a person that's guilty, that lives on guilt, even if they do succeed right away, what do you think they're going to think? I'm going to lose it anyway, I don't deserve it. So what is it? This self-sabotage. Because they're living on, I don't deserve it anyway. So even they could be in a great situation, there could be great opportunities, automatically they're going to find a way to attract the, the sabotage because they're feeling guilt or shame that I don't deserve it anyway. Why would, why, does it make sense? Why would people sabotage their success? They're finally out of the problem. They finally see the sun. Oh! I'm going to lose it because they think they don't deserve it because their emotion is shame or guilt. You understand? And they haven't dealt with that emotion. They haven't dealt with that feeling. They've only dealt with the thinking. And that's why it's not working. This is one of the greatest things that David Hawkins really taught me: is stop focusing on the feeling. Focus on stop focusing on the on on the thought. Focus on the feeling because the, remember when you think about something over and over, it becomes a feeling, it becomes, that becomes the core of how you're dealing with in life. You know, another prime example, you know, if you're feeling, you know, trust, your negative thoughts don't bombard you every day. You don't get these negative thoughts all day long, you look at everything as a challenge. But if your main emotion is fear, you're going to have more anxiety, you're going to have more paranoia, you're going to be more of a procrastinator. You're going to be more of a perfectionist. You're going to delay things because your main emotion is, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to look bad. I'm afraid to be perfect. But because it's a fear. So a person with trust is not going to be a perfectionist. He's going to say, we're going to try. If we win, now we learn. So you can see it. It's a different program. But unless you do that, it keeps on happening over and over again. And that's why, you know, I tell people, you know, this one pissed me out, that one pissed me out, this one insulted me, that one insulted me. You almost have to ask, why are you so insulted all the time? How come everybody's insulting you? How come your mother-in-law's insulting you? How come your wife's insulting you? How come, this, how come you're always being the insulted one? Maybe there's a problem there that you're attracting this, you have low self-esteem, so you're taking everything super personal. That is the problem about the insult. It has nothing to do with the people, that they could say something to you and, and another person would be an insult. But because this is how you live, like a magnet. You attract exactly what you get. Exactly what you get. And this is why when you're looking at an emotional crisis, look at the feeling behind it. Fear. Break it down. The whole point is to break down the issue, not break down your head. Break down the issue. Break it down. This is what our sages say. Break it down into pieces. So you could see it. Logically, You could see it through, okay, I'm feeling this because this is the way I think. Instead of your head being all over the place and you don't have yeshuvadat, and if you don't have yeshuvadat because you're catching 13 rabbits, of course you're going to get overwhelmed. You don't need a a segula for that. Yes, you're going to get overwhelmed because you can't handle 15 threats at the same time. And this is the primary example that I see primary example that I see is people don't put things in departments and they just run with the imagination they run with that and and they're not getting the results and believe me you know I own facilities rehab facilities and it's the same pattern every single time we're we're, we're looking at the wrong thing so number one the first thing they tell our sages tell you to do as soon as you have a you're overwhelmed remember we're talking here about diffusing taking the energy out of something right away our sages tell us so tell it to somebody Tell it to somebody. Right away, when you tell it to somebody, you ask for help, right away you're taking a little energy out of that thing. Because usually somebody's going to tell you, he's going to look at it, look, you're looking at worse, worse than it is. Right away, the first step, tell it to somebody. Get it off your head. Get it out of your head, go speak to somebody, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a counselor, whether it's this, whether this. Many people spoke to me about these issues. I looked at things completely different. One person's telling me he's getting abused by his wife. I tell them, okay, really, what, tell me what happened. Get me to the detail. She calls me lazy all the time. What happened? I didn't put the toilet seat down. So, next thing you know, from a toilet seat to an abuse. Are you getting abused because you didn't put the toilet seat down? Do you understand? But you see the pattern? I took the big abuse and really? All she told you was the toilet seat down. She, but she thinks I'm lazy. Did she call you lazy? No, but she told me to put it who, This is how, again, why is abuse and a toilet seat have to do with the same thing? I'm not being insensitive. I'm just trying to explain to you what I really do is I take situations and I break them down and take the aha moment out of it that's, that's making worse than it is. And okay, let's view it as is, not worse than it is. Because remember, you need to understand that the Yetzirah does two things. And, and you need to understand what your Yetzirah, his main job is to do. His main job is to shut you down. So there's two ways to shut you down in life. Panic and despair. That's it. This is exactly the job of the Eitzahara: panic and despair. That's, that's what he specializes. Anytime you're you're in panic or despair, guaranteed the Eitzahara is running your life. Anytime you're in the moment and you're little by little breaking down, then you're then exactly this is why our sages say you have to have you have to have a Melech, Morach Lev Kaved. The mind rules the heart. The heart doesn't rule the mind. Because remember, again, things happen. My emotional state is what gives me. This is why I have to fix it in Bina. Bina is the heart. Bina is the root of the emotions. Which is my exactly how I feel. It's all in Bina. And Bina is the heart. This is where the root is of everything. This is why you, you could call a person he's very cold hearted. He's very warm hearted. You know the heart is you would describe a person through the concept of a heart because this, develop, this develops personality. So the first thing is you got to talk it out. Number second, second thing, dealing with the situation, being overwhelmed, change states right away. Go for a run, go for a workout, go, for, go to a movie, do whatever you can, but do not address that issue at the moment. Because remember, we're trying to let the rain stop. At The end of the day, what I need to get, the whole point is I need to get courage. What I need to do is I need to deal with that issue through the through the through the consciousness of courage. When I'm in courage mode, I could see clear. Doesn't mean I have guarantee, but at least I'm willing to embrace it. We're trying to get the courage here. First we have to diffuse. So first, like we said before, share it. Second, reduce it by by taking taking a walk, doing something, getting into a different state, exercise is great, music is great, meditation, breathing is phenomenal, Wim Hof breathing, phenomenal, phenomenal. Number three, now you have to take that feeling and you have to I only focus on the feeling. Only focus on the feeling that you're feeling. What, is the, what am I feeling? I'm feeling guilt. I'm feeling shame. I'm, without judging it, what are you feeling? Because remember, We have to know where we are in order to... The whole purpose of getting to that emotion is because when you get to that emotion, you can start diffusing it. And as you let go of one emotion, what happens another one comes, and until you get to that higher emotions, This is what happens. When people go through problems, what do they do? They bury it. They just bury, 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 instead of expression. If I expressed everything, I wouldn't have depression. Expression is the opposite of depression. Expression means nothing is being dealt with. I express it through prayer, I express it through a different way, I express it through help, help, asking for help. But what we have to take is that feeling, and we have to little by little diffuse it by taking the energy behind it. You understand? If it's fear, okay, if it's fear, so we know any, any, a lot of emotion, most emotions are in fear. So you have to ask, okay, why am I so afraid? Okay, I'm so afraid because I put my energy in a fallen fear. Fallen fear is, or say, just say, just like you have fallen loves, you have also fallen fears. So anytime you don't fear your creator and you, fall, you fear something, you're giving energy to that fear. So that, now that fear has control over you. You understand? Anytime that I give, I, I have an option. If I give energy to anything, that thing has over me. If I give energy to fallen fear, all of a sudden I become hostage to that fear. I can all of a sudden fear an attorney. I can fear a competitor. All of a sudden what happens is when I fear something except for my my creator, what happens? I lose the divine province of divine supervision and I fall into a hostage of, of whatever I'm fearing. I fall into a concept of Teva. So what happens is it becomes a lower fear. And next thing you know, when I get into that lower fear, yes, I can have that thing come over me. As Job says, whatever I fear came over me. Bottom line is, whatever we put energy in, we end up drawing. But you have to first label, okay, the reason why I am looking at the card, the reason why I want to fight this guy is because I feel anger. Why, would I, why do I want to go fight a guy in the car? Not everybody wants to go fight a guy in the car. It's because I have anger. It's just telling you what the emotion is. Remember, like I said again, every emotion, everything that happens in the outside world is just showing you who you are inside. We were in synagogue the other day. All the guy did was park the car the wrong way. Next thing you know, there's two guys yelling at each other. What happened? The guy parked the car the wrong way. And, it, and they didn't care they were in the synagogue. They'd rather scream because you think that car has anything to do with it? Nope. Maybe he was angry about something else. All of a sudden, he got triggered by the car. And it just to go to a point where you're, you're going to a synagogue and you're screaming about a car and you forget you're in the synagogue. It goes to show you how you could be so blinded by the big picture in life if you're not aware of, of what's going on in, your, in life. And this just happened Monday. It just happened Monday. And, it, and they're arguing over, who cares if the car was parked here or here? Main thing is, why am I so triggered that I should lose four hours of energy because the car was parked the wrong way? That's telling you there's a lot of surrendering that needs to happen. There's a lot of, You have major, major surrendering that needs to be done. If you're, if you're so easily uh, angered like that, it's t- teaching you something else. Or if somebody doesn't return your phone call in 10 minutes, you, and, you, and, and all of a sudden you get into exact, you have some issues that need to work on. That's teaching you there's a reservoir of, of a lot of stress that's not being dealt with. So again, number one, we, we, we share it. Second, we change state. Number three, we start diffusing the emotion. You understand? We start taking, for example, fear. We start getting, little by little, taking the energy out of the fear. And remember, it doesn't mean that after you start finishing fear, you're going to all of a sudden get into simcha. No. The way it is, is just like it's layers of emotions. Like an onion. You peel one onion, all of a sudden another one comes up. Another one comes up. You understand? After anger, you're not going to go to happiness. You're going to go to now pride. You understand? It's not we think that all of a sudden, wow! Well, I'm not feeling good. I'm, I'm, well, you're going to feel better than before. And how do you know you've surrendered an emotion? How do you know you've gotten to the higher level? You feel lighter. Because remember, the, 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 the best way to do it is through prayer, is through recognizing, okay, I was upset about that, that issue, that issue, that issue, that issue, but it all happens to be because I'm, this is what I'm feeling in my life. Okay. So as we surrender these these situations, as we surrender that that emotion, okay, we're starting to get. Once you start getting into letting go mode, you're going to be in that momentum of letting go mode. As you start getting into, you're gonna. It's almost like an addiction to feel good, because as you start feeling better, what do you want to do? You want to feel more better. So then, as in your once you're in a better state, you're going to want to let go more, because you're going to feel better. But when you don't feel good, all you want to do is. You don't, even, you don't know what it is to feel good. So this is why the advantages of letting go and surrendering, just letting go and apologizing and, 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 and giving people mercy, it's not for them, it's for you. Because otherwise, I'm the angry person that everything's happening to me. That's what people tell It's not about them, it's about you. You're giving your energy away. You're giving your power away. You're giving your, all your, your energy. You're the one getting hurt, not the person. You're not, not the person, it's you. It's just telling you how you're feeling, how you're doing this. So after we start getting rid of that, we'll start, we'll, little by little, we won't become so overwhelmed because what happens is as we surrender that, we're going to see, what happens as you surrender something, you, you'll see that situation completely different. Whether it could be instead of fear, okay, you know what, maybe I was making too much of a big deal out of it. So what you do want to do is you want to get to courage where you're able to look at that situation now with, a, with your head, not with your emotions. You understand? You want to get to that. You want to, little by little, identify the feeling, not the thought. You don't care about the thoughts. I don't care about the thoughts. I don't care what I think about. Just like you shouldn't care how you think about when you want to work out, you shouldn't care how you think about when you want to pray. Because if you th- worry about thoughts, you, you're gonna, you're hostage to them. Because most of the thoughts are coming from the past or the future. You can't control the thoughts. But you can't control the feeling. You can't control the feeling. And this is why this is the price for numbing. The price for escaping is you never get, you never change. You never, you're never aware of what, or what you're feeling. You're never aware of what needs to be changed. And then you're stuck there. This is the price for addictions. Price for addictions is is, is there you go. It just continues to be bottled up and bottled up and bottled up and bottom, bottled up. And he gives an, an, a perfect example, a person losing a job here. He, what is he going to say? Or, well, who am I going to hang out with? I don't have my coworkers. I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be this. I don't have anywhere to go anymore. You could see seven, 15 thoughts at the same time. And that person is going to go straight into despair. But as he identifies that, as he identifies, he becomes aware, then he can start dealing with the issue as it is. And think about situations in our life that we've dealt with. When we dealt with it through the feeling, and you identify the feeling, you start taking the hametz out. You start taking the energy. You start diffusing. This is what we need to do with life. You need to make it, instead of worse than it is, you need to think of the best scenario in life. What's the best scenario? Another m- method that I want to give. So we, that's one method. Another method is this concept called improve. Improve stands for number one. Imagine. What's the best scenario? Like we spoke about many times, when you have an, uh, an issue, focus on the cheesecake party. We talk about focusing on the cheesecake party. Focus on where you want to go. Focus on the, on the sudat hoda. Second, find meaning in that situation. So first, imp- first letter of improve is, find, imagine. Put the imagination in the right w- sec- place. Second, find meaning in the situation. Why is this happening to me? Straight Strengthen my spiritual bond with my creator to get me to be more aware, to get me to be more mindful. Three, prayer. Prayer. Go into prayer. Because remember, through prayer, is it one, of the, one of the best ways to change consciousness is through prayer, like we said before. Prayer changes our consciousness. Prayer is something where God removes blockages from you, and he opens up options. You have to understand something. Your creator purposely puts you in our situations because he wants to show you that he's the one that's opening up your mind. It's not you. He's telling you, he's the one that's opening up your mind. This is why our, or this is why our constant sage, our sages say, Open up your mouth and I will fill it. It's not talking about a brain here. It's talking about there's a problem of the concealment of knowledge. Prayer is the next one. After that is what? Relaxation, which is improve. After that is one thing at a time. After that is vacation. Take a, take a, take a step from it. And the third is encouragement. So again, improve stands for, this is one method I gave you, is the one I talked about before, diffusing it. Another one is, imagine, imagine, meaning, prayer, relaxation, one thing at a time, vacation, encouragement. But it's basically the same concept. Taking the energy out of the problem. Taking the energy. We're fueling the problem, making it worse. I'm taking the energy out of the problem. Or you can do what Rabbi Rush tells you. What does Rabbi Rush tell you whenever you're dealing with an issue? What he tells you right away? Gratitude. Gratitude. Because Ramnaqman says in lesson 25 that gratitude breaks all obstacles. What does he tell you when you're dealing with any issue in life? First thing he tells you, thank God for all everything else in your life. Don't even address the issue. Don't address the issue. Clearly. See the pattern here? We're not giving energy to the issue. Don't even address the issue. Start getting momentum with gratitude with other things in your life. Just great. be grateful for this, be grateful for this, be grateful for this, be grateful for this. Because we just said joy opens up your mind. Second, he's telling you to find this, ask your creator to find the silver lining in this situation. He's not telling you to focus on the black cloud and give energy to the black cloud. Find the silver lining in the situation. Yes, this is an obstacle. Find the silver lining. And the third thing, you know what he's telling you? Thank your creator for the dark cloud. So clearly Rabbi Rush is telling you something completely different. He's telling you just go into the emotion of of gratitude and somehow or another it's going to help out work out. So you know what works and you know what doesn't work. What works... Is enhancing a different emotion, diffusing, taking the energy, little by little, taking the emotion, surrendering, what doesn't work is being in your head, panicking, despair, blaming other people, worst case scenario, imagining things that are not going to happen. You want to get out of your head as much as possible and you want to stay in the moment. you want to stay in the moment and bring that situation to to get to the level of courage. So what you have to ask your creator is do the steps that I told you, speak it out, change your perspective, blah, 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 and then ask your creator to have the courage to face that obstacle the right way. Once you get to the courage, you'll see the situation completely different. But you're not going to be able to do that if your head is full of worst-case scenario possibilities, overwhelmness, chaos. It's just not going to happen. And then we're dealing with the stuff you pick up on the way coping with this issue. <laughs> such as um, alcohol, smoking, uh, pills, <laughs> the souvenirs that we pick up on the way dealing with these issues, which that's another, that's a whole different issue. Food addictions, this is what happens. We usually pick up souvenirs when we're, we're not handling things the right way. Because what do we want to do? We want to escape the pain. So this is the best way to save you from the addiction and save you from the, the, ex, the chaos of the simsum. All right? Hashem help us that we should all take this advice and we should get out of the chametz mode and get into pesach mode. All right, guys. Have a great day. Perfect.